What I want to do is empower them to have the tools to be able to take their money, invest it wisely, do the things. So when they leave the industry, they can be empowered with, with their money and not be broken, broken souls again. Everybody, welcome to another sensational session of Strike Accord Live podcast with my dear brother Colin Harbor. He's right there in Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas. I'm Marcus Ellis. I'm here in Pensacola, Florida. Colin, why don't you tell him who we are? We are two lifelong friends with a love of baseball, music, motivation, and inspiration mixed with a little bit of nostalgia, culture, transformation, and fun. And we want you to take the journey with us. This is Strike Accord Live Podcast. You know, one day, <laughs> I'll get it right. <laughs> it's so funny. Good morning, guys. Welcome to another sensational session of Strike Accord Live Podcast. As you heard, that is my brother, my co-host, Colin Harbor. He is in Dallas-Fort Worth, Texas. It is 6.30 a.m. on March 1st. It's March 1st, if you can believe it, 2023. And, of course, coming back from our second session with my dear sister, Shelly Jean. Good morning, Shelly Jean. What's going on? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Excited for this session. Let's do it. I'm yes, so it's great. Hey, one thing I wanted to mention that, you know, we did the national calendar days a couple of weeks ago. And so I looked at it yesterday to see what March 1st was. And there's a bunch of stuff, but of, of all the things, it's it's also national happy March 1st day, believe it or not. <laughs> so, um, we're, we're selling happy, celebrating national happy March 1st day today. Well, that is, uh, that's something to celebrate. It you is. Know? No doubt. But I think I heard it was National Women's Month too. Ooh, probably. I would look it up again, but when I have too many things going on my computer, my computer gets a little bit excited and, uh, you know, so I don't want to mess it up. But yeah, I missed Friday, but you guys, you two had a great session. And just to remind everybody, you know, we had it in the opening clip, but we do like for people to follow us because we do like to promote uh, some of this stuff and put it out there. And I think it's useful for people and helpful. So if you can go to YouTube, uh, youtube.com at strike a podcast, if you could follow, it would be very much appreciated. I'll only probably say that six more times during this session. I love it. I love it. The way, the way you pitch. Hey, Ryan Little's here. I love you, Ryan. Good to see you, bro. Uh, Peggy Gossman here. Of course, Peggy Gossman is here every single session. She, she's probably the, the biggest strike accord uh, live podcast fan. So we love you, Peggy. Thank you for being here. So let's pick up from where we left off. I, I guess let's give a quick synopsis, Shelly, uh, because we only have 30 minutes. And then I want to, what, what I think we could do is I want to tell people what you're doing now and let's promote Shelly. And let's get let's get all your stuff out there. Uh, good morning, Summer Star. I love you. Good to see you. So let's let's just recap real quick. Tell your story. You were in the adult entertainment industry and go. Thank you. Yes. So for me, I'm a mom of three. And during my kids growing up years, I was a topless entertainer at an elite nightclub in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And that's how I took care of my kids. I wasn't at welfare, wasn't at food stamps, you know, took care of all of just to take care of my kids. 
And there was such a negative, and there still is, obviously, around that industry. And one thing, too, that, you know, people fail to understand, too, is that I was contributing to society as well, though. I pay my taxes. I, you know, I buy food. I buy, you know, all the things. Spent, you know, every single time that I could with my kids at baseball games, softball, football. I was able to do all those things. So people either knew or they didn't know. And those that did know uh, were my closest friends. And now I'm just beginning to share out loud with everybody the uh, what I did for a living. And I what I want to do is I left that industry a broken, broken millionaire. And my goal is to impact this industry. And I want them to feel fit, fabulous, fired up in emotionally, spiritually, physically, and financially. And to give them a clear path and a clear plan to to move forward in their lives. And that's that's what I'm here to do. You know, as I was going back and watching Friday, Friday session and the clips, I think that was one of the things that stood out the most to me. And by the way, we were we thought we'd test you to see if we threw a bunch of different uh, screen layouts <laughs> if you would be able to keep keep the presentation. But that but what you the last part of what you just said not the fit, fabulous and fired up, not the broke, broken millionaire, you know, all those things, but the, you got to have a plan and you got to have a plan. Not obviously if you're exiting an industry that's uh, where there's a lot of allure, maybe a lot of cash, a lot of glamor, a lot of, you know, there's negative sides to it too. Don't get me wrong. I, I certainly understand, but you got to have a plan, right? That was the thing that stood out more than, and I guess that's the, the exit stage left is you can't just, I mean, you can, you, you need to run if you want to, right? But then you got to have a plan to get to the next step. Well, and, and I went, my very first big, well, it wasn't my very first, but one of the most impactful events that I went to, I went and I had bought into a coach and a mentor. And it was about a year after my son had passed away, actually coming up next week on 12 wow. years. And during that time, I went to Stockton, California, and that was one of the biggest reasons I went is, uh, is I didn't have a plan for anything. I didn't even know what to do. And being in the industry was amazing and interesting because I was around millionaires. Like they, we had them. We have politicians, millionaires, football stars, you name it. They were in our club and I didn't even know how to ask the question. It was you know, looking back on that, I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I like how sheltered was I that I didn't even have, I would, and too afraid to go outside of my circle of friends, first of all, like I just kept a very tight knit little community, didn't go outside of that. So I didn't learn. So I wasn't able to grow. What I did do though, is I learned how to be the best entertainer I could be inside our club. I was the entertainer of the year, three different times. And, and, uh, that was my my big thing was a smiley like nobody like people that didn't even know my name they were just called me smiley so like Marcus you know Marcus like doing his walks and he's like I love you I love you I love you and I'm like I was that way inside the club I didn't do that I love yous but I definitely I definitely did make people feel very very special and super important and so I had this camaraderie with our clientele that came in so that they continually would keep coming back over and over and over again. And that was the thing that didn't happen outside of uh, of the club, though. I didn't have those people in my in in my uh, community to be able to to catapult any anywhere. So I was called. So my mentor, 
where I was going with that, called me a winger. So I winged things by the seat of my pants, just went through life. What And when life happened, I would, I would just get through it, right? Like I just knew how to survive everything. So I'm definitely a, a really great warrior in that respect. And I needed, I had, I had to start setting plans in place. And it still took me a while. Like I was like still bucking the system. Like, don't tell me what to do. Like, you can't tell me that. And, and as much as I wanted, I still, I just still didn't do the action steps to get to the next step. Yeah. And one of the things you said when you started, when you, when you started down that path, what the, the last little section was, Hey, you know, I was a, a dancer. I did my best. I excelled at it. Right. And that's one thing, you know, that I was thinking of is whether you're a mom, be the best. If you're a guy that tell, buys houses for cash, like Mark, Marcus, be your best. If you're just kind of a, a drifter like me, be your best. Right. So you just kind of uh, the, the focus on being your best at whatever you do, uh, I think is important, too. Now, People may say, well, you know, that's not hard or this is not hard. Well, that's not true, right? Different. There's there's so many different things that if you're going to be a politician, be your best, right? I mean, there every every profession, every uh, non-profession thing that we do, whether you're, you know, exercising, parenting, siblinging, I don't know if that's a word, but you know what I mean? <laughs> be your best, right? Exactly. And I, I love that, that you said that too. Is that's one of the things too is like oh, well, dancing is not hard. And I was like, are you joking? Like I'm taking my top off for a living and I'm standing in front of people. Let me tell you, that's extremely hard. And even though I did it for 17 and a half years, you know, people talk about going on a stage to speak and they talk about no matter how many times they've got up in front of people, they still would freeze, you know, or, or have this anxiety. The same thing happens in that world too. And the way I looked at it, too, in our club was theatrical and because it was acting like we go in and it was a certain, you know, way of acting a certain way you had to look. There was a lot of rules and regulations that you had to follow. And I was telling Marcus last week, and if anyone watched and listened to your your guys's last um, podcast, one of the things that we talked about was that very thing is that the the, the guy who created this new club, wanted to change the negative connotation about this industry. And he did that with the Solid Gold Club and the, the Pure Platinums down here in Florida. And he did an amazing job, you know, on doing that. And then if, and then it just kind of crept back into the old ways of doing things. And that's when I said, nope, we're going to we're going to talk about this and we're going to change and we're going to empower these young men and women to do something different. And I, and I told Marcus too, I am not telling people and asking people to not go in the industry. What I want to do is empower them to have the tools to be able to take their money, invest it wisely, do the things. So when they leave the industry, they can be empowered with, with their money and not be broken, broken souls again. Yeah. There's probably nothing worse than leaving, maybe deciding that you want to leave something, um, any industry, but let's say that that industry and to, to leave, to exit stage left and then have nothing, right? Exactly. To have nothing. And I think that, you know, actually it hadn't really dawned on me what you're talking about until just then that, I mean, Hey, everybody needs help regardless, right. And, and regardless of age, regardless of situation, I don't care if you're a, a baller attorney, You've got investment advisors, right? 
you win a case and you get a big payday, you're investing it with investment advisors. You're putting it in certain things. So why should any uh, career profession be any different, right? And then, of course, um, I'm just, you know, again, I don't know enough about it. I, and I'm talking a lot because I wasn't here on Friday. So I'm trying to get my words in, right? I, know you're doing great. I love it. I love it. But Keep going. I, 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 I love hearing. Yeah, I mean, bro. still, though, there is this concept of hope. I mean, maybe some people feel trapped in, in any industry. I mean, you, you hear that. And, you uh-huh. know, one of the challenges that 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 all uh, workplaces are facing right now is they've got people quiet quitting. Right. Or, you know, yeah. which is essentially just not doing their job while they're looking for another job. And then eventually just putting in their two week notice. Sounds like a cop out to me, but um, you know, what words do you have somebody who, who, who does want out that, you know, about maybe hope or, Hey, there's a, there's a path or, you know, there's a way to go. Well, I say prayerfully, you're listening to this podcast and regardless if it's me or you or Marcus, there are, are we have a little computer in our hands at all times. And we can Google anything and you can find anything. And there are thousands of side things that you can do to create money. My biggest, newest, latest, funnest craze is to watch Amazon on YouTube. Like these people that are coming up with just selling things off Amazon, they're making millions of dollars. I'm like, what? Like just selling things that they bought, they like, and they're, and they're basically reviewing it. And then YouTube says, Hey, we really like what you're doing. And they come in, scoop them up and start paying them to start really advertising for them. So there is something for everybody. So even with the mentors I have, like they will tell you, there is no excuse anymore on not being able to do something different in your life. There's absolutely none because you're holding it right in the palm of your hand. However, we can do that, but we we need extra steps. And those are the people that you want to reach out to so that they can guide you. Like for me, it would be in our industry. And it's a tipping industry serving. That it, it's all of that gamut. Because we have a lot of servers and tippers and, you know, that sort of thing in our, in my, even in just in these buildings, right? Inside that building. But outside of that, look what happened through the pandemic. What I learned was, is there are so many serve people in their serving community that weren't didn't even get a check from the government to survive. And I was like, how could that happen? Because the government said, mm, I don't believe that you did, that you made this kind of money. I don't care. It doesn't matter. Everybody else got a check, but our industry, I'm like, are you kidding me? So what can we do to empower to move into the next step? And that's when I said, you know what? I'm creating courses, creating the thing. I'm going to show you that you can invest, that you can take care of your control of your own money. You can choose how you want to go into the next thing because the next thing is coming. Absolutely is coming. And what are you doing to take care of yourself? So, okay, now we're going to have a little quick conversation because secretly, well, Mark knows and a couple other people know my goal for this year is to elevate my YouTube status. I want to be a YouTube. I don't know. I don't have to be like a, you know, 5 million followers or anything like that. That's okay. I don't, you know, I, I, that'll be all right. But you want 10,000. I want to have, yeah, 10,000 is great. 10,000. Actually, I've been reading a lot of people now who are like, if you can get a thousand dedicated followers, you'd be amazed at how much money you can make on some of these platforms. But so let's go through this journey together, A, and then B, 
I had a I had probably the best thought I've ever had since we started this podcast. <laughs> but so secretly, oh, I know what you're making course. Are you making courses now? Do you have courses? Yes. Now? Yes. I'm making it now. And YouTube? how do how did I do that? YouTube? Do you have a newsletter and all that kind of so, stuff? Nope. I have a private Facebook group, Access okay. Stage Left. And okay. you've got to come answer the questions. And then I can say yay or nay to you. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to forward you some information. I'm going to forward you some information. You need okay. to create an email newsletter because newsletter, that's right. Email newsletter, believe it or not, still, I mean, there's people making a, a gazillion dollars off of them and that's going to, that and YouTube and I guess your private Facebook group, you're going to be a, you're not going to be a broke, broken millionaire anymore. You're going to be like a real millionaire in like two years. One that's year. right. So, exactly. All right. Exactly. Sorry. All right. That's all I wanted to say. That's you digress. <laughs> hey, well, in, you know, Bruce Pulver put it, you know, he said, happy March 1st day. And he put a great acrostic in for March. Make a real change happen today. So, Shelly, how are you making a real change happen today? And I do want to get to uh, some folks that are they're making comments. And I believe that's my brother, Ryan Gallagher. But you have to uh, allow StreamYard to see who it is. But I think it is. He's got questions. But how are you making a real change happen today? First, for yourself. And then secondly, for others, because I know you have a servant's heart and you love to serve others. One is talking on this platform right here. I have a YouTube right. channel. I go every single Saturday at 11 uh, Eastern time and I go live in my on my Facebook page at on uh, Shelly Jean. And then I drop my my uh, live down on YouTube later that day. Another way that I'm doing is coming on podcasts, speaking, speaking the stages bringing awareness to what is happening in our industry. And again, to share and show people that we're real people. Like we're, you know what? People have such a judgment against us. Did you even ask? Do you even know our stories? Like we have a story just like anybody else. And again, like I said in the beginning, I'm a mom of three. Like I did what I had to do to take care of my kids because I had a deadbeat. My kids had a deadbeat dad. The guy was just a deadbeat dad. We'll just say that. And so I didn't have anybody to take care of me and my family was taking care of their own families. So I did what I felt was doable. And what was interesting, I went into that thinking I was only going to be there for a year and I was in there for 17 and a half. <laughs> so you get sucked into that. And that's what happens to the bartending, serving the, the tips that you can make sometimes you know, people are people are like, oh, she's just a server or he's just a bartender. And I'm like, I'm here to tell you that some of those people make six figures. So don't ever downplay that you think their job is less than or that even people are less than. And that's what drives me crazy. Marcus, you said it the other day. Like there was a time where when because we both come from industries where we're around a lot of rock star people and and again, we had a lot of big wigs that come in our club. And I'm like, I didn't care. Like, so you do all the things that we do. You're just at a higher level. That's all that is. And when I shared with you what happened with, with me with Glenn Lundy to do an interview with him and I froze and you had said that, I'm like, oh my God, like, what the heck? Like, that's just ridiculous. That's seriously was ridiculously yeah. crazy. Yeah. I've never, I, and, and I was like, oh my God, that no, nope, nope, nope. That'll never happen again. So there's nobody better than we all are on this world together. 
And like you said, to share things and to build on each other, to build with each other, to uplift, inspire. And that that's what I, I want to do. These girls, they, they deserve so much more than what they give themselves. And when I was going through all of that, the working and living it, I firmly believe like I, I didn't care what you thought or said. And then all of a sudden I cared. And then that's when I was like, okay, I'm not doing this. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. No, they, they, they need a voice. Somebody's got to be their voice. And that's when I decided I'm that voice. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. There's your, there's your clip right there, Colin. Um, what I, my takeaway from that, and then I'm going to ask you another question and we'll put you on the spot. But my takeaway from that is that it, let's say that that was a less than desirable situation, right? I mean, you know, it's, it's you, I know that you were in one of the elite clubs. You weren't in what I call the, the truck stop, you know, dance club, right? Yep. You were in an elite club, but it was still was less than desirable. I mean, you know, it's, it's not healthy in my opinion, but my takeaway from that is that you were thriving thriving in a less than desirable situation that you picked yourself up by the bootstraps and you said, I'm going to, this is my ride or die. I'm going to make the most out of this situation I can. And you thrived. And so to me, what, um, what I'm super inspired about what you just said, there's plenty of people out there that are going to watch this live. They're going to watch this after the fact that are in less than desirable situations. Like we talked about, you were scooping poop. There are people that are scooping poop for a living, but they're really good at scooping poop and that's okay. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, no matter what industry you're in, even if it's, I mean, I, I make every effort to whatever I do to make money, not to hurt people. Right. But even if you're in some sort of industry that's hurting people, you have to we've already talked about it, you have to do your best and you have to thrive and you have to keep a good mindset about you or else it's going to swallow you whole. Here's my question. And, and I've heard you say this before, that you're not trying to stop females from getting in the industry and you're not trying to get females out of the industry. Why not? Why not? Uh, why are you not trying to? change the the physical trajectory of someone's life by stopping them from getting into the industry or getting them out of the industry and let them know that they can do so much more like you? There's so much outside of it, right? So there, we had talked, just touched on a little bit. Well, first of all, I do want to say though, we do have choices. So I hear people say all the time, well, I don't have a choice. Yes, you do. We always have a choice. And Yeah. So when I, when, so when I, when going into this, what you're asking me is some of these girls don't, they really don't, they do have a choice, but they don't have a choice. Like it can be life-threatening for them. It can be life-threatening for their families and it could be even life-threatening for me and my family. And I have, I do have to protect my family and I will. And again, I'm mama bear and I will protect. And it took me a minute too, to get to that place. Is this something I really want to do? Because I have grandkids and I want to make sure that my grandkids are protected. So that's why I am very, very clear that I am not saying to you, do not go into this because you may have higher factors going on behind me that I know nothing about. And that I'm sure that other people on this call will know. And I I know that there are people that are big into uh, into human trafficking, all these things. And it's it's awful. And I know it's in the industry. And it's huge. And it's not just my industry, though, either. Again, it's everywhere. 
So I do have to, I do want to be very um, cautious about that. And did I make it about me? Yeah, I kind of did. But at the same time, though, I want to empower these young men and women to, like you said earlier, Marcus, for hope that there is other things. So if I can even just say, hey, you got to you got to at least step your foot outside your group, like step your foot outside of that circle. And again, you have a phone at your hands like you can find an answer like there's always a solution. So I don't know. I don't know is not an answer. And even my kids say that. And I'll say, if you did know, what would it be then? Like there is always a solution. There's always an answer. So that is one empowerment uh, idea that I want to give to someone else that don't tell me you don't know and don't tell me you don't have a choice because you do. There's going to be a way. And even in the industry, there is a way that you can figure out a way how to get out of that and move into a different direction. Is it hard? Absolutely. There there's, I I know for a fact that, you know, uh, Glenn was working with, uh, a trafficking company in, in Nashville, you know, we did a whole big, you know, few day, you know, bringing funds in for that. So yes, there is that. And that's why I said, I'm not encouraging people to go in and I'm not saying to go out. Cause I don't know what your, what your circumstances are outside of that. And I fortunately was very fortunate to work in a club where we didn't have any of that. So, and if they did, it was something I never saw or heard. That was probably how discreet that was if it did happen, but not even, but I'm, I'm certain that it did it during when I was there. So. Wow. Go Colin. Yeah, no, I like the, 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 that's, that's great. Thanks for sharing that. But I do like the approach of, Hey, look, you know, here's the tools, right? Here's the tools to get ready. Here's the tools to prepare you know, maybe if there's other people that are focusing on, hey, you need to get out of this industry and this, that and the other, um, you know, you, you've decided to take a a what I consider. I, I don't know a lot about, you know, the, all the options of, of people helping, but but a pretty unique and cool um, route of, hey, I'm just trying to tell you there's the, the, the tools and the ways to work and the ways to prepare yourself, the ways to be ready, the ways to have a plan, the ways to have all of these things. And, and that's a that's a great approach. I think. Well, and that's the thing too. It's like, like, what do you do now? Like, what do I do? Like when I left, like, I had no idea. Like I said, I had no plan in place. And next thing you know, I'm going from job to job, to job, to job. And my kids, my daughter, especially eye rolls me. She's like, Oh my God, what's my mom doing now? You know, it's like, and right, right now she doesn't even know what I'm doing at all. Like I just said, you know what? I'm not going to say anything until I do the thing. Right. So I'm writing, I'm, and I'm actually right in the middle of writing a book about the industry exit stage left. And I'm super, and this is how this even got even more start, you know, more in the direction of exit stage left. Because as I'm writing the book, you really get to learn a lot about yourself. And, and, and it's just been an amazing journey. And so I'm right in the middle of doing that. I, and again, I hired, you know, a coach and a mentor to help me write the book, you know, to show me what I, what I needed to do. And to do all the things and out of my book is going to be created courses. And I'm super, super excited about that. That's remarkable. I mean, it's just amazing. We, we have three minutes left and I, w- I want to ask you this question because all three of us, I know all three of us are Jesus lovers. So how do you incorporate or how do you approach people in the industry and tell them about your faith 
and about Jesus and how that helped you get you out of your situation? Or do you even approach it at this point? So that that's an interesting and great question. And no, I don't. And here's the reason why. First, a lot of these girls and a lot of these guys, first of all, have got to like themselves first. Right. And, and I mean, like, th- that's a big thing. And then my story gets to be shared. Like I walked away from my faith. I hate, I shared this last week. I hated God. I hated everything about him. And what I realized was, is that God was doing things for me and not to me. Right. And so even sitting here today, I get to talk about these things because God has me planted with you guys for a reason. So he wanted me to go through all these things so that I can make this my mission to share that he had me doing the things just like Jesus, Jesus walked you know, the earth and did all these wonderful, amazing things for people and, and a healer. So I feel like, I feel like I'm a part of the healing process, part of that going in and sharing the tools so that people can have a better way. And, and I just share and they get to decide again, choose whether it's something that they want to follow or they want to think about, but at least I get to be the seed planter. And that that's really my goal is, is to be the seed planter. You just gave me chills. <laughs> yeah, that's great. The, the seed planter. But, you know, we talk about um, Jesus. And, you know, I think Mark mentioned to you before that my dad was a pastor. I'm not a pastor, but, you know, I, I watching The Chosen just really, if you've seen that on Amazon, really kind of changed my, even though I grew up in the church, grew up, it just totally changed. And I, I think if Jesus encountered a topless dancer at one of the top clubs in the uh in the country or whatever he he wouldn't condemn them i think he would say he would look at him and say oh well you know how's your profession you know how's the business you know how's uh make a lot of money this week and then he would focus on something else right he would focus on the goal he would focus on why he was here and you know I, I I think your focus is more on planning. There's no shaming people. There's no, uh, you know, you said that, you know, that there's all different reasons that somebody's, there's different reasons people work in different careers. Let's put it that way. Yeah. I don't care if it's an attorney or a topless dancer or whatever, right? Exactly. There are different reasons. And you know what? Sometimes they probably just need somebody to talk to just like everybody else. So exactly. Yeah, that, that's such a great point, Colin, because I mean, he, Jesus already did that. He, he already took, he, he grabbed Lilith and he gave her a hug and he exercised the demons out of her. Right. You know, it, it was already done. So I, I love that you brought that up. It, you know, if, and when Jesus is going to be in front of somebody in that industry, he's just going to give them a hug. Well, and here's another thing. I consider myself one of the bad girls of the Bible. And, and Jesus is using me. I freaking love it so much. When I, to that, I, I said, yeah, I mean, that is odd. And to that, I say, okay, I mean, you know, you're one of the bad girls. There's some who are goody two shoes. There are some who are this, it takes all <laughs> kinds, right? It takes all kinds. That's right. That's right. So I, I'm like, and actually for a long time too, I did recovering bad girl. Like I was using, you know, the stories of Esther. Like I feel like I'm an Esther Right. And I just, I just love it. And once I really got to make that transition and like really understood what, what these girls did for the Bible and for the people, like that was when everything changed for me, everything. So my faith just became like so strong and, and I started really walking into the faith again. And, and it's, and I'm going to, I'm going to close on my end with this of gratitude, absolutely gratitude. Every single day I wake up, first of all, it's thank you. 
and I do do the 10, 10 gratitudes, but I do say thank you all day long, every day, all day. And it really does shift things for, for me and, and everybody around me. And I love it. And I love you guys. And we love you too. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah, we love you, Mark. You know, Mark, lo- you know, Mark loves you, right? Because <laughs> he's probably told you 900 times and ever since he's known you, right? You know that Mark's, yes. Mark's good at that kind of stuff. I'm not, I'm not. Uh, well, real quick, before we close, I want to acknowledge some folks. Uh, like I said, my buddy Ryan Gallagher is here, but Linnell Burns is here, who I, I dearly love Linnell. And uh, she said that you can use all the experiences. And actually, we're going to have to have Linnell on, but you can use all experiences. Nothing is wasted. He without sin cast the first stone. Boom, you know, right, right. Don't throw those rocks in the glass houses. That's right, that's right. So, uh, man, we thank you so much, Shelly. I mean, I think we've got a ton. Of, I mean, I really think we need to continue this, um, you know, because we're just getting started, you know. So we're, we're going to continue to have you on. Um, we've got a phenomenal session on Friday with Chief Skyhorse, uh, Dan Helms, he's going to be on. He's my the chief of my uh, Santa Rosa Creek tribe here, the Santa Rosa Creek Band tribe. And we have some exciting things going on with uh, working on a bill for state res- recognition. So we're going to have uh, Chief Skyhorse on on Friday. But we just want to thank each and every one of you for watching live, for watching after the fact. Uh, you know, I'm going to put up the banner here because we really, really, really would appreciate it if you guys would follow us on YouTube. And I got to find the banner here. There we go. Um, you know, Follow we're building on this- YouTube. And if you're watching any videos, just smash the like button, as they say. <laughs> I don't care if you like the video or not. Just smash the smash like button. It, okay. Period. You can you can dislike it if you want. And here's the funny thing before we go that, that somebody said something to the effect of like we were t- I was talking about ballers in the clip, and then somebody said, if these guys are ballers, <laughs> He's like these are two ballers, you know, question mark. Well, the other one is there was a clip yesterday and it was you talking about going to more dead shows or whatever. And and somebody put a comment out there that said typical deadhead genius or something like that. Yeah. Yep. I, I love right. the comments, you know, they're, yeah. they are funny. They are. Yeah. Funny. I, mean, I, I appreciate the negative ones just probably more than, than the positive ones because that starts a conversation and a debate and we could debate about all these things. And Shelly, we can continue this conversation and have you back. We'd love to have you back and we can just continue to springboard from here. And we just want to promote all things Shelly Jean. So if you would, I'm going to go ahead and put back up her YouTube because I think that's the, the most important place to go now. Uh, yeah. Will you real quick before we close, when do you go live on YouTube? I go Saturday mornings at 11 Eastern Okay. on my so, Facebook page. And then I drop it into YouTube. I got to figure okay. out how to just do them together. <laughs> we can help you with that through StreamYard. So um, there you go. Well, we love you so much. Thank you so much, Shelly, for being here. Colin, you got anything before we close? No, it's good. This is great. Thanks. Thanks for letting me join you too, since I was out on Friday. Well, thank you. And you asked some great questions. It was fun. Yeah, it really was. And like I said, let's just do it again. It's going to be great. All right. We love you guys. Have a great Wednesday. Peace and chicken grease. We're out. <laughs>